Hi, I'm Saraswati. Hi, I'm Varun. Hello, I'm Naveen. Welcome. Welcome to, to well, well one day. One day we will get it right. Naveen, <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to get it right. <laughs> episode is an interesting conversation that i have been meaning to have for a long time because this was one of the first assignments that i have had when i joined class clap almost um 9 years back now and uh, one of the first yeah <laughs> it's been three long one of the first assignment that i was given was to we were setting up a new office space and i was asked to purchase tables for the office and it was for me a fairly simple problem statement to to take up like you know you are the spider furniture shop who is giving you the best quotation find a table and purchase it and i actually like like shortlisted a shop and and then i took the two of you also to uh, go to the place and see the tables and shortlist them and all of that but i remember that we almost had like things like what will be the color of the table and how the edges should be you know the edges are usually like sharp but our edges should be rounded so that people can sit uh, beside each other and also do collaboration and it should not poke them and so much of discussion happened and i was really completely lost as like really like do you have to think so much for designing a table both of you were very keen um, sharing that how we design the furniture and how we design the office space will actually really impact how we collaborate with each other how we work together uh, and how we succeed so quite intrigued about that also i think i should i i didn't have the guts to ask this question 8 years back so i want to ask it now like really what made you do this and what made you think through so much about Uh, office space and and this is to uh, then by then we were only like barely like six seven people in the office when this whole thought process was going on so uh, over to you Naveen curious to know what you have to share well the short part was um, this should not be the feeling of one king at the table and there are subjects around the table little part um, and then obviously it should be safer because of uh, no edges. underlying all of this physical space i think the the challenge that we were facing was that we had a certain values that we wanted in terms of how do we break down power of the founders um build collaboration have more transparency trust all of that and well these are nice things to say but these are difficult things to achieve and we tried in our own small way to make it a lot more tangible so i like the part that just in terms of trust um, we didn't have any locks per se for a long time definitely we didn't have we didn't have registers though initially the, the initial team members wanted to have attendance registers they wanted locks and all of that part to the extent that even and as part of transparency building we wanted the doors even you know we had a few doors they, they all had to be transparent so actually we broke down walls and made sure the doors were transparent so there's no there's no closed conversation happening and there's some conspiracy theory building up um, even some of the early tables that we had they were transparent you know just to just to drive it in a in a in a, in a in a tangible way the values of transparency out there so those are some of the things that we did right and and some of them worked out some of them didn't but but the challenge was how do you take certain values that you that you really treasure in a startup and because you you're really building big 
and you want people to come together but how do you make sure those happen in an implicit way among the people so what came up to me and obviously a lot of design influence at that point of time was it really mattered uh, what structure that people were put under and people respond to the structure and then you should be able to collaborate so for me a key part was that how can people feel a lot more equal and free to collaborate to break you know to point out each other's bad ideas or good ideas and be able to work freely in a productive way so for me that came about that in that physical space is really important uh, in people coming together and being able to collaborate freely especially if they're going to go after big bold things then then it really matters the physical space really matters for me it was a lot of you know, learning along the way but for me it was exciting that we made some decisions we had some we failed on some we had a few learning so so glad to explore that with with all of you uh, after i quit my job and i was looking to start a new venture one thing which became very clear to me that uh, the team you work with is very important in terms of uh, what we're doing kind of like having different ideas and approaches where kind of people can challenge you and your approaches and your ideas will really enrich um basically what you bring on the table so so having said that like the previous offices i worked in the corporate offices i worked in you know, the whole concept of this cubicles and all of that like kind of never made sense to me uh, right because those were basically designed to in a way to curb the collaboration so for me basically the office spaces uh, when i started this company became very important way to ensure that those um different ideas um and the way people think differently those basically exchanges are enabled by the space and not restricted so i think that was the uh, why it was important to me to think about those things carefully one of the things that i remember is or one of the things that i find fascinating is how people usually organize themselves around the furniture in the office so in my previous company which was like a big corporate company the conference room it had its own chairs and uh, there was a also like a web camera and then there was a powerpoint there specific place where they very good slide it and we all knew those two three chairs where nobody can you would not spot like if you are sitting on those chairs nobody would notice that you are sitting on those chairs and would sort of almost always try to fight for those spots so that like if you are in a big meeting nobody like looks at you and you are at your own chill and one of the things that i really liked in terms of what we did was we never had big tables in our office like we never had tables which could not be broken apart so if we had to actually get a set put a setup where we wanted like multiple people to sit on a round table we could put like four or five tables together and it would create one of those big tables that of a conference yeah, modular yeah, yeah but all every other unit was like fairly modular and then immediately you could also like break it apart and 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 put it together and time to time at least with my team i would always do this that every 6 months the furniture arrangement would change and people would have to now figure out okay where where they need to sit and again create their own sort of comfort space and sit with a lot of new people um and that modularity was was very interesting in terms of being able to collaborate better and just break the 
monotony of of um, of the thought structure or the way you organize yourself so the doors had white boards the windows had white boards the tables had like a white board sheet so that you could actually just write on it and erase and discuss and that really really helped in um actually having a discussion uh, with each other very productively so you could have language has so much of limitation when you want to communicate but having like something to visually represent uh, was so useful yeah that was one of my my takeaways as well i think even family should do lot more whiteboarding at home uh, and it again comes from the fact that it's often x person and y person talking about it about an issue but the moment you put something in front you know on a whiteboard um, then it becomes an x and y trying to resolve that particular issue on the whiteboard board and then a lot of startups have taken that what we what i really loved that and that we took it to the nth degree was we actually had a certain kind of paint and varun can elaborate on that that was put on the tables which meant that we could actually write on the tables as well so so i need not always go to the whiteboard i could actually just start writing on the tables and pretty soon you decrease the friction of going to the whiteboard it feels like okay okay like someone is going to explain and all of that but now we are actually jamming together on the on the uh, on the table itself and just that fact that you now that, that the table is set up so that one person doesn't feel as if he is at the boss and other people at the other end of the table so the table has looks uniform from any angle so people feel free to sit at any part of the table and even the chairs are uniform and there's no single chair that stands apart that this this has wheels or this has a backrest or not, nothing of that is there all the chairs are uniform so when you come into a room you can just sit at any chair uh, it doesn't matter you know the founder or a senior or who where they are sitting just to be able to break that power part and that was certain certainly a very conscious thing in that we did how do we break the power between seniors and juniors to enable a lot more call collaboration to happen and not just collaboration because it sounds nice or it feels good there but actually set up have the tools for it which means and have whiteboards have tvs i remember that when we used to have a lot of tvs across all the rooms for sustainable collaboration to happen and the key principle was that um, let's not just tell you no know, show more than tell and that became a key part in, uh, in terms of the you know, discussion and, and actually saw a lot of teams using in the whiteboard part the table as a whiteboard even the tvs part it was set up a lot more collaboration in part one thing i always felt when i used to go to corporate office it used to feel very box like basically and it it used to feel very restrictive and very like out of life it it never felt like the spaces had life and that's why basically uh, a common solution to that people would say have good ventilation light uh, but i think one thing which worked for us really well and uh, was plants basically and i think like having as many plants as possible in your office space outside inside hanging like having life so basically like uh, was i think one thing which was very soothing to me especially like because i was always like and my personality is always like work and then like you're fighting your it is very like force against the nature so you need like something uh, to kind of uh, give you that and i think um, break that basically um, very artificialness of uh, the office spaces so i think plants in fact for some time we uh, in fact got like a local florist guy to come and change flowers every like put flowers in but that was becoming too messy so we were like okay this let's stick to plants so we 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 struggled with some of these thing and implementing these thing is hard but i think plant overall worked out as a reasonably decent solution and in fact 
So, see if you remember the other office we took in Kormangla, and when you all visited, you're like, okay, this building doesn't have the energy. And then basically, we put all the plants, and suddenly, like everybody wanted to sit in that office. Remember when the tech team went, and they're like, "Are this office has great energy? We want to sit here." So, yeah, yeah. I think plants have that uh, part, and yeah, for me, I think uh, one of the big learning from my previous work was that we all struggle. in doing difficult like in having difficult conversations and basically like you want to avoid basically so in hindi there's a term the nazrein churana and and i think one of the uh, big idea for me basically which i felt was very useful was basically how do you make sure that the, the people look look at each other and that's why basically cubicles never made sense to me because like you're not looking at each other and similarly like having like uh, rooms with doors or like uh, where teams are basically sitting in a way that nobody can see them um and and i think it's 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 very fancy to say oh we have open culture and like what does that even mean right like open culture right like but uh, for me one of the tangible way of making that happen was basically ensuring kind of people look into each other's eye uh but then that also became a little tough like when we started implementing it right like sometimes you are kind of like churning through something you're figuring it out and in a way you're not ready for that conversation as well and i think uh, that's where basically having uh, uh, these spaces uh, outside the office like coffee shop or chai station so like for example even if i am like struggling with some idea or something where basically i feel like i'm expecting a lot of questions uh, from uh, some team member maybe like few hours i'll go and sit at the coffee shop kind of figure out work out like what i am struggling with what is my articulation and then kind of come back to office people always find a way to kind of preserve their own space um, and if you leave individuals and give enough freedom uh, people figure that out but um, if the spaces don't enable this like Uh, eyes meeting each other i feel like a uh, lot of conversations are not done and like things get stuck they don't move uh, and people don't feel connected and then they grow distant very fast that aspect of how can you how the setup enables it to be convenient for conversations and that's why i love the 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 kormangla office that we had where it was actually set up a conversation to happen where you actually you can actually we can incidentally bump into each other and have conversations like in couple of other offices that i worked um, this would this would be like big flat rectangular buildings and different members members of multiple teams won't be able to interact with each other and i actually picked it up from from a previous organization in the us at rand corporation where they had a challenge of I mean, the Rand Corporation is basically a large think tank where they had people from multiple disciplines. It could be statisticians, mathematicians, sociologists, all of them. And they said, "What building structure can enable all of these people to bump into each other and have interesting conversations?" So, one, I love the the problem statement itself. Um, how do you set up the building structure uh, to have interesting conversations between multidisciplinary uh, folks, uh, and which a regular large rectangular building doesn't allow that? so they came up mathematically with an elliptical building structure and with patios in the in the middle so that people can actually meet each other 
are there rather than just being restricted one end of the of the building so i actually found that in, in the kormangal office that we had it had a lot of little nooks out there here where people could actually you know, hang out and have conversations and they know what is going on on in the other team rather than just having access to formal meetings because in formal meetings or in formal structures only so much knowledge can be exchanged so just having little nooks or breakout spaces that were there um where people are having lunch or having a chai and they're just bumping into each other and catching up okay mera team mein ye chal raha hai this is what is happening with the client and just those catch up conversations especially a lot of folks who came from other offices uh, they really appreciated they really loved the koramangla office it's like this such a nice nice cute place that we have and we had the little garden in the middle also which made it possible to have um, birthday celebrations all of those part so yeah so those it was set up a lot of little, little nooks and interesting conversations to happen little moments lot of little moments yeah little moments uh, to happen one of the other things which i think we did well was um one was the cost part you know while we used to do a lot of trainings of you know team members of those and then we realized it actually much more cheaper to have an in house training hall or even a lot of people used to come and stay from from other states because the team was very widely spread you know 350 team members across multiple states and then we used to have a guest house as part of our you know, in the offices setup that we had which allowed people to stay and we were able to defray the costs part but the other really cool thing that i think we did was whenever there was a project or something we would actually take up a um, a guest house on the location and then knowing that you know this is going to be contact sport we can't just fly in and out and do it like a corporate thing we would take up a a guest house there and actually do the work there yeah, so i remember in in the gohadi project that we had uh, me and varun actually took up a guest house it worked out cheaper and also because we said okay let us stay here till the problem gets till the project gets done there even in one of the more uh, legendary projects that we did like the project at nasik we actually took up a space um, and we would we, we would go there every two or three months and actually just and that was like close contact sport as it gets in terms of you know, hashing out the project the prototypes having a lot of um, you know arguments a lot of them constructive and then figuring out you know how can we take the next version of the project to the extent that i think it became cool for the for the uh, for the owner of the building she would tell okay class clap folks these folks are doing something um, uh, really great one of her friends told her at a kitty party yeah these guys are class clap they're really doing something great uh, there and then she said yeah yeah they are staying in my in the in the second floor of my house uh, there so i really found that that a nice twist in terms of it but again if we can yeah. throw good smart people into into in, in in a close contact sport in a physical uh, quarters and be able to you know crash out the uh, the solution there there's a lot of things that can be achieved which cannot be just be done by email or just be having you know few phone calls here there or, or a few video calls sometimes you just need to put people together and immerse in the problem and figure out a way to resolve that and and then they also have a good time and that i realized that One of some of our best memories came in that quote unquote office space that we had in Nase, where obviously it was extremely brutal hard work that we did. But we would go out to these vineyards near Nase, we can just you know and just rollick in the greenery out there. So and then that used to help us propel us to do go deeper into the work and be able to dispel some of the arguments that we had and be able to put those behind and have those drunken hugs uh, and then come back and work uh, work with full glory with each other all over again. So again, being able to see see space as a as a transformational tool, which is often underutilized, uh, yes, it 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 has it has its it has its uh, amazing way to transform. It's often very underutilized. Yeah. 
I think one of the big uh, values that I remember from both you and uh, Varun is how do we make sure that everybody feels equal and then that we don't want to like exert our power in this entire situation. I mean, I was an early employee, so I would always have this like, yeah, you guys are founders and there is always a mental model of how bosses behave or how founders behave and um, they're sitting on a table, you don't go and sit on a table or you sort of, you know, designate a space that this is where they are going to come and sit and have conversation. Um, and one of the interesting things that was that you, I don't think either of you had any designated space in the office at any point of time. So you, you would have to come to office and find out which uh, space is empty and sort of then go and like make your space like in that empty, figure out, set up your uh, uh, laptop and everything for the work day as you pointed out uh, saraswati that uh, a lot of time there are a lot of these like uh, social conditioning which people have so in fact like some without naming some people would come and tell me like varun you have a raj dharm as a, as the founder as a leader and like bapre like the raj dharm is like 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 it, it's a it's a very heavy term right like I never saw myself as like a king or something, right? Like, so, but, but people will kind of expect you to behave in a certain way. And similarly, like, say something like we didn't have seat, right? But people will be like, no, but like, I want a seat so that I can put something and then like, so they won't look at the spirit of it, but they will talk about like, like, or like when, when, like initially, when we started the company, we were like, there is no like leave policy. You have this work, like you think, can you finish it in whatever next this timeline? You agree with your person. And then if you think you need to go on a leave, so like my argument was you need to take the leave and you know what is your emergency, you know what is your work, right? Like as a as your reporting manager, I don't know what, what is your workload exactly or what is your personal need. Like both information you have how on earth I can decide whether you should take a leave or not. Like conceptually, it didn't make sense in my head, right? But like people would want that to happen. Similarly, people would want me to declare holidays. Like Varun, I said, tomorrow is holy. Do we have to come or not? I'm like, tomorrow is Monday. Do we have to come or not? Like if you want, if you have some work, if you're tired, if you're bored, you want to take a break. It's perfectly okay to say like, I want to watch a movie. I want to go now. Like, right, like, and I, in my mind, like, but people like, no, 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 Varun, you have to declare office time, you have to declare leaves, you have to declare holidays, you have to, then I was like, okay, so while people appreciate freedom, uh, the conditioning is pretty strong. So you need to, like, kind of figure out like that middle ground, that, that tension between those two. And one other way which we... Uh, I mean, we tried something, something worked, something did not work. And every time we hire a new person in the HR function, um, there'll be this great, basically, uh, pushback, why things are like this. Uh, but but one thing probably which, which worked a little bit was letting little bit of micro cultures develop, like basically within each team and not try to enforce like a head office culture. So for example, right, like some teams will their own way of do time tracking because they need some output tracking. Uh, similarly, like some team will, uh, will figure out to work on certain days and not work on certain days. Similarly, like uh, teams who especially don't want a lot of interaction, like for example, technology team, right? 
there um, the context switching is a costly thing right like if you are deep into a problem so that whole eyes meeting con the concept which i told earlier right it's probably counterproductive for them so you'll see a culture that people will use headphones and do google chat right like rather than like even they're sitting on the same table they would like ping on chat and like so you'll see these like micro cultures developing um which i found was like a good middle ground so you have like a little bit freedom uh with certain expected guidelines kind of rolled out with lot of freedom to like functions and teams to kind of develop their microculture was sort of middle ground but the tension would always exist like because as soon as that will happen then one team will like oh but they are doing this why am i not allowed to do this are they are doing this because they want to do this you can also do this like nobody is like uh, uh stopping you to do this so, so there are always these like tensions and challenges uh, uh because of the mental models and uh, while it's pretty cool and fancy to think about freedom and open office spaces but when you start implementing them like these frictions will keep coming back at you and like um as founder all you can do is to be empathetic like listen listen to what people are saying to summarize one point navin and i would always say is that the product you are building and the value it has your physical space should have same values you cannot expect basically your product to be something and then physical for example if if you're running a bank and financial services where the control and security is like really really needed then probably your physical space need to have that element similarly if you're trying to like revolutionize something and you think like okay i want to like break current industry and like kind of uh, come up with this new uh, segment or uh, category then you the the the, the physical space need to reflect that uh, is at least what the learning was but doing it was incredibly hard and and kind of fighting these mental models um, was incredibly hard I think actually, micro. There's someone did a paper on it, and from Microsoft or on Microsoft that the organizational architecture actually reflects the product architecture as well. So the one reason why Microsoft, at least you know, a few years back, had a lot of different components, were not very cleanly speaking to each other because it reflected the organizational architecture as well. The teams were siloed, and they didn't have one clear values or communication uh, to each other, and the product actually reflected that. So I remember that being one of the uh, influences um, for us at that time in terms of figuring out uh, the challenge of of the company part. So the challenge was that how do you set up um, how do you set up an office in that part? And I remember one of the things that we did was we always wanted to decrease our power. We always wanted to you know not have the limelight on us as founders. Uh, and in fact, for a long time, we didn't even want any headquarters. Okay? Now, we had one key phase in the company where we said. there's no headquarters and every office is an independent office on its own and i think we were in hyderabad and people saw hyderabad as a as a as a headquarters i remember shifting overnight to bangalore and and i don't think we we really informed a lot of people but we said yeah yeah we're just shifting as founders and then but that news really and i think it's one of the lessons for us that it news really uh, took on a completely different face uh, oh so the founders have gone off to uh, bangalore and overnight chale gaye there 
I mean, with both pros and weakness. And we told about you know tech talent being more available in Bangalore, all of that part. But but it, it gave rise to a lot of uncertainty and anxiety. Then I realized that okay, we also have a public face. Um, it's not just my own belief. Um, and we had to communicate a lot more the shift to Bangalore, what we did. All said and done, all customers, um, team members, everyone wants to have this idea of a head office uh, there. So at some point we resigned. Okay, we head office bolte to yehi head office hai there. Uh, though for a long time we used to fight against this uh, idea of corporate headquarters part there. Um, and I think the balance that we, oh, let me put this, I think we were, we were far more effective at um, eliminating the power part as, as founders and, and introducing a lot of equity, especially among female team members, women team members. So that was one of my concerns uh, when we were starting up, uh, because actually the first two team members were actually women team members. And I was like, really conscious, like, you know, I'm first, actually the first two mem uh, women members when they joined, we were called up by both their parents uh, and one, one, one of their parents had an interview with us at a coffee shop and another, and another parent had the interview at his office where he called us and he actually interviewed us. Okay, who are you folks? What are you folks doing? In there and only after that they they took like a they seem like smart nice guys then they allowed their uh, their daughters to work with us so for me that was a big revelation and I, and I hold that with a lot of respect and 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 uh, important because there's something that they have done and given the context of India it could have gone anyway so I really respect that part so for me always has been the back of my mind how do we treat uh, uh, women team members especially because I mean we had grown to around 350 plus. And if something happens, it comes to us, as well as you know the obvious safety part over there. So, so thankfully, Saraswati has been has really helped on that part, real understanding and and really putting into action a lot of these intangibles. How do you make sure women team members you know feel safe? For example, I know one of the guidelines that we did was um, if if a women team member is is out at late and and the person takes up a cab or stays at a hotel overnight, then no questions are asked. All the all costs are reimbursed. And I felt those one of those you know, key values that we did in terms of you know having that that safety part, um, as well as you know uh, obliterating the, the power part as founders. How do you how do you manage uh, guidelines across multiple functions um, with their own different values and priorities uh, evolved as a way of as an uneasy freedom um, that's there. You know, there's, there's freedom given to some cultures and um, at the same time, in others um, also have there's a there's a thin line that we had to walk on. In a lot of cases, I think it worked out well. In, in some cases, it didn't. Yeah, but that was our uh, our journey. I think it's interesting that you mentioned the whole subculture part. Um, I, I, that's what was running in my mind as well. Because we've had, and I, probably most startups do, but we've had a very diverse team uh, from different, you know, there are educationists and teachers who, who would also go to the school and teach in the morning and come. So their day would probably start at 7.38 in the morning and um, come and like sort of work uh, for some time and leave around, leave early in the day, like three o'clock, four o'clock. And then there are teams which are high on compliance, right? Like the finance team or the call center team, like they have to like come finish certain amount of work in a day, um, make sure that things are working. And so they had a certain culture going along with them as well. So and then there was the whole like um, technology team or the product team, which would, you know, do so much more, probably more ideation and they would have to think solutions, how exactly things would solve and, um, and make sure that they solve long-term. And, um, and of course, then there was the whole operations team, which is just working day in, day out to make sure deliveries like go and, and, and happen. 
um and i remember like how it evolved like in our office space like we the finance team and this call center team they all had so their their managers took this call to have the desks in a way that everybody is facing the wall and if the manager walks in the manager can still see the screens of the person that they're walking so there is not like really defined but that's how like that so they had like one corner and their whole like desks were defined like designed in a way that everybody was facing the wall and 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 you could actually go walk in and see like what everybody's up to at a point but like in in the tech team and the product team all the people would face each other and computers would actually like face people so you could like barely see what anybody is doing at any point of time in a computer but you could always like see people and sort of talk to them and you would always have a whiteboard and a tv like in in one like one step access um distance and a lot of like operations was very like you know they 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 even if they were like five six people i would always see them like sitting on a single table because they would barely use their computers and they would have like more conversation offsite so there was um i mean we had that space where people could do loud phone calls because a lot of time they would actually be talking to vendors um and they would be like or or shouting at the delivery guy or like or the logistics person that why has certain day, or or answering call of a school as to why certain delivery has not reached so they would barely have like laptops on but then they would always be like you know even if they were they were given like two tables they would always sit on like one table and they're trying to like problem solve and take these calls we didn't have really like a a standard set of guidelines but except that yeah i mean like keep it equitable make sure that everybody feels welcome and um uh, like try not to have like a hierarchy where you are like shunning the person for a certain time um so but but yeah i, I think i just found it very interesting how the physical spaces evolved based on 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 different teams um that came up because in the beginning when we started we kept all i mean we we went with our original structure of like having modular tables and this like three four people sitting on a table and and having a chat and that's how the entire office space was designed and then like as and when like managers or team leaders came in for different functions they sort of reorganized their furniture um so it's interesting how like like uh, what what is the kind of um message you want to send into your team when when you're designing the workspace that way so for me one of the challenge from early days was uh, i don't remember who but navin you would remember somebody pointed out that uh, it's feel like we are bunch of mercenaries like you know very highly talented folks working to achieve a goal but there is no coherence or sense of team so one of the challenge in uh, kind of having this freedom and individuality is that you don't then get a sense of tribe or you don't get a sense of community and i think those two factors are really at odds and will basically that comment like kind of like really uh, made a mark on me and i would always like think about uh, things where you can balance this whole feeling of belonging and tribe versus the feeling of individuality and freedom uh, and and to be honest like i think it, um, i would always struggle with that Uh, but like i would do small things like for example um um even small thing is like bottles water bottles on the table uh, you would see that like somebody new comes in admin and will order some different water bottle and i'll be like if i'll see a different water bottle i'll actually throw those bottles in dustbin tribe has some like culture and some common things right like so for me like 
table and chair should be common and similarly like bottle should be same and like um when we were expanding across the offices we would put those two blue lines uh, parallel to the floor across the thing and whichever office or guest house you go you'll find those two blue lines basically right like so these um, little things or even the curtains basically right had those blue and white so basically like these little motifs across offices and across cultures and still giving people freedom to do all of these like things they were doing with furniture i uh, was our way but but individuality and tribe is always like at fight with each other and and if you don't pay attention it it will it will run in one direction and then you're like oh, no 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 this is not right like like something needs to be uh, there is intervention is needed i deeply cared about it uh, always and 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 I, navin like you if you remember uh, the t-shirts you got done yeah. for the team actually yeah, so, it was a uh, yeah, we should talk about that yeah yeah i think yeah that was also running on my mind see at at, at one point i didn't want it to be too individual at the at the same point i didn't want it to be look like a school uniform part you know so both those were um, didn't make sense to me so what really happened while we were working on the branding part i think it was interesting that we did that on the branding marketing part um, the t-shirts on there well the initial offer that came up yeah a t-shirt said there is a single color orange for everyone and that will be there but it just didn't appeal to my it made me feel like another school uniform another regular corporate t-shirt uh, for actually for a long time i didn't even believe much in the t-shirts part i was like who is really interested in t-shirts and then they'll become man, just another day but after speaking to a lot of folks i realized that people actually like the idea of a of a company t-shirt it is a matter of pride because i mean they are working at a place and there are not many tangible ways that they can communicate to their family okay this is what my company is or feel looks like in a tangible way so t-shirts yeah, the whole identity and belonging that yeah, the whole identity and belonging to drive yeah yeah so the t-shirts part were important what really helped the breakthrough was when i asked the um, when the person okay can we have t-shirts in the three colors of our brand our brand um, has three colors orange blue and white and that really struck okay different t-shirts um, uh, of the three colors so it became suddenly a really cool thing that to see members all the team members wearing colors of the brand but they were not the same color but all the three colors and suddenly it became like a it's almost like a like a flower bouquet rather than just having one flower or now not having a completely individual style so just having multiple t-shirts uh, on the brand colors and i think really in one of the events we actually carried it to the extreme uh, in one of the distributor led events where i mean the the t-shirts were there but we actually had the name of the person on on the at the back of the t-shirt uh, and the distributors really loved it you know? so it was individualization with a dash of you know with with a bit of tribeness and so i really loved that part where we were able to mix individualism with the tribeness part and that this so that was one of the more successful stories that we had in terms of you know, how do we gel multiple uh, uh, the cultures part uh, other thing i want to touch is basically how physical spaces actually uh, lend themselves for uh, conflict resolutions and and basically because in any work setting Uh, you will have disagreements. Uh, uh, some team members will have bad days, bad performances, bad quarters, and sometimes you need to have like tough talks, basically, uh, with folks. And and a lot of time again, having this open culture and like everything open, basically, uh, prevents you to um, kind of having uh, those type of conversation. 
and that's why one of the thing which um, uh, we tried or you can say <laughs> utilized was thinking of the extended area around the office as office itself and basically having like access to like coffee shops and like chai chai corners and samosa corners and chat corners right like so um uh, and and we would always think about like uh, those things uh, when uh, taking up an office of course like physical infra like access to atm bus stops roads safety like light like those those uh, uh, were also very important in keen selecting office location uh, but just having like places to eat places to munch places to like sit and have chat uh, were very important in selecting office place and in fact like we would we would encourage people to go and like uh, um, and and reimburse those basically bills uh we quote unquote you are using those spaces office right so it, it, it's okay that to pay for it so uh, we would encourage basically folks to go and like um have a difficult conversation about progress promotion um growth even basically in some cases uh, where it's not working out so like all of those cases uh, using that space uh, because we also believe that in in a common space basically if a um uh, conflict goes out there is this hesitation or like if somebody basically uh, has a, a reaction to it uh, that it makes it unsafe for everybody around uh, so having those kind of spaces uh, or even something as simple as going out on a walk right like so i remember like with you navin with you saraswati like a lot of tough tough conversations over walk because like walking also gives you that energy so having um, a space around the office where you can do those things uh, and um, kind of utilize spaces to kind of reset the energy or basically um, do this difficult conversation is i think important so thinking of office as extended space the area around the office um, is is was something very interesting and personally it, it helped me a lot because lot of i would want to share things but then because of the environment it will not allow me to so it it really kind of helped me connect with like a lot of team members um uh, in a way uh, i think uh, where either closed office or open office would have restricted i think that extended office probably was the only solution to the struggles i had in terms of um my need of having like these honest conversations and which i which i think is is a, a good thing overall uh, but making it happen is definitely Uh, a genuinely tough thing to do yeah, it's good that you point that out because there's a very important part how spaces enable transformation and it's often a underutilized lever uh, out there so for example me and varun would have an argument and we would like okay we are done with this space okay let's just change the space because changing the space allows you to reset uh, and which is often very underutilized so we would go to a coffee shop or we would actually go on long walks yeah so there's a great way of using space as a way of resetting or having transformational conversations and even varun would know like the more blue sky an idea is i had this quirk of mine that the more blue sky an idea that you are having the more you should actually be able to see the blue sky out there i don't know it is one of those it is one of those little things for me so national hyderabad all the regular conversations used to happen in the office and coffee shops but the more bolder audacious blue sky idea that we had we would actually go to this um, near hussein sagar there is this place called uh, what is the place eat out eat street eat street eat street yeah, there is there was this lovely place called eat street 
you can just have get something to eat from a subway or like that and just munch chola bhatura have a lot of yeah chola bhatura chola bhatura yeah that chola was bhatura. my favorite uh, chola bhatura you get that <laughs> then discuss and just to access to the water and the sky so for me just having access to water and sky means that you can be in a in a in a subconscious we can be you can be unlimited in terms of what yeah. you can think or talk about it just feels more expansive there couple of uh, our early employees uh, were women uh, and then like during this entire journey um, thanks to been an education uh, and some of the conscious effort from the team members like saraswati uh, we had a focus of like hiring uh, women um, and basically have a diversity in the team because we genuinely believe that the uh, diversity does a make uh, does play a big role in uh, in basically keeping the energy of the space high uh, but designing the space for women was definitely the tough thing so one of the easiest thing is like if you don't know something ask so we would always like involve um, our team members and encourage basically for their inputs and and in fact it, one that was one of my reason to basically my go to member to set up office was always saraswati than anybody else because i'm like if you don't know at least put it to someone who like will intuitively get it right so i think that was one of the one of the big reasons saraswati why we why i specifically pushed you a lot to basically set up office spaces uh, or was my hack to basically <laughs> make sure that the spaces are women friendly but yeah apart from that basically i think a uh, couple of thing in terms of the having actual how much space is there physically to move around like the proximity and like having um, thinking about how people are moving in the spaces that toilet definitely plays a uh, big role having dedicated toilets i i remember that i um, went to varun and one day i was like no we need to have like sanitary napkins in our restrooms <laughs> what is this why do i have to like go and like buy in the middle of the work day or in the middle of the meeting i would like start worrying about it and he was just like yeah okay like go for it uh like you don't even have to ask like this like take initiatives that you think are important and and we did that like in our office and uh i i definitely know that every women team member appreciated it like it would get used it would it has never happened that we have kept like a stack and then it would not get used and people would actually come um in like get it refilled and sort of share um that's also greatly i mean i think it was a way to make people feel welcome that everybody is welcome in the space that you don't have to um yeah i mean you don't have to figure out for your own self at least we're, from the office space wise we are trying to make sure that um you are all welcome to uh, come and like work in this uh, workplace there is something about in the beginning of the interview itself and the way you sit on the table so one of the requirement we had in the interview uh try to sit basically if you are on the table sit on the instead of opposite side try to sit on the like uh, on the two edges of a of the table uh on the adjacent edges of the yeah, table or basically yeah uh, and then basically have same chair same cups and basically um that actually we made sure in all our interviews that happens basically while i think uh, uh leaders who are men will have limited basically ability to intervene because they don't have those experiences so the right thing for 
them to do and what i try to do personally was enable and create those power st- structure or break those power structure to enable and and put basically uh, women team members in those positions basically where they can drive those initiative and have freedom to do that so it is definitely hard thing and and i'm i'm sure we made a lot of mistakes and and uh, people uh, and people gave us a lot of feedback and we did uh, improve as well like even things like hotel and like uh, what navin you mentioned earlier right getting the bill reimbursed it's not that it happened on its own somebody struggled somebody took a hotel and then sent for reimbursement and then somebody quoted policy because that was their job to to quote policy right and then uh, so those things did get escalated but but ensuring that those things reach to you right basically and that people have enough freedom to call you out like hey this is not like right or this is uncomfortable uh, but have the like, spaces and culture enabling um, um those conversations uh, uh, is a starting point i would say and as a pretty good starting point i uh, i mean if i just think of it a little bit more i mean that with respect to like women not feeling self conscious in an office space i think to some extent it also like just boils down to the whole not having compartments or cubicles or like these meeting rooms um and just having like more open spaces where anybody could sit like even like the seating culture right you're sitting um, there's a mixed seating so it's not like all the women are like seated on one side and men are seated on one side uh, and you could come and like shift places because like when something would happen regularly and over time people would just come and sit anywhere that you can't be conscious like o- over the time it just reduces your barrier sort of like keep reducing uh part and yeah that adds up to the whole part of like people not not commenting or we being very um kind of strict about- actually from i think from a space point of view right from a safety and ensuring harassment doesn't happen uh making sure every place is seen and vis- visible right like because yeah. lot of is like touching and touching like those like casual touching and all but like if if you're sitting in a open culture where like things can be seen and like you don't have cubicles like remember if 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 there is a cubicle right it'll be easier for a male colleague to come and touch the shoulder of the woman versus if everybody is seeing basically right like so like the for it it's it's harder for you to exert your power in negative way if if you are basically visible to everybody because then you are like somebody will call out like then you are then you are um, then you you don't want to take that chance basically so i think that the physical space that way your ability to so while nooks and corners are good for chats but they should also be visible it should not be like that they are hidden from the uh, so openness also uh, helps with that True. True. But on, on a lighter note, I realized um, mixed-use bathrooms are definitely a problem. I, know, <laughs> I, I would second uh, that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, yeah, at one point I was like, yeah, yeah, they should be, you know, mixed-use bathrooms. But I realized that, you know, men, <laughs> at least in this current age, in this circumstances, you know, our bathroom use habits are are, are probably are much lousier. We try to do both. So I think I think first we obviously went to whole mixed gender, then we realized no, no, this is not working out. <laughs> and then we sort of find okay, there will be one male, one female, and then one mixed. 
so that you are like so there are enough spaces for everyone but at the same time there's like separation of course i would always go to the women <laughs> i can't <laughs> deal with the whole this this is like a next level of i would avoid i would go over to the men's one only <laughs> <laughs> i i i think i also want to add the whole dress code part so see i think that's also something that makes a space very safe and interesting so um yeah i mean people can show up in shorts and and like shirts and if you don't how do you define dress code and what is the whole idea of decent or indecent or what do you like where do you really draw the line right like as a society level we all fight or at least as women you are always fighting that you know just allow people to dress whatever they want to and how do you like allow at a workplace uh, figure out what is the right way of dressing and what can actually um i don't know make people comfortable uncomfortable approachable non approachable and i i i found it interesting that one interesting thumb rule that we found or we figured out was that on any given day you should be able to uh, get up from your office seat and go to a school and yeah. if you think that you are ready yet you are wearing something that is appropriate for school and kids because they always look up to you as as a vendor and and you the students look up to you as as someone that they are going to learn from and if you think that that is something that's okay then we are okay with it like beyond this we are not going to tell you like what you have to wear and that sort of also um it, it didn't mean that people were very well groomed or it didn't mean that people just went like a slipper like like the wearing in office i don't know that is probably my bias like i think i can't like collaborate with someone who is just like who's just like woken up from the bed and come to office but it would always like have uh, it created a certain culture of its own mm-hmm. there and then, and people would behave that 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 idea would always be there oh yeah if a school uh, if a school co- coordinator walks into your office right now which would also sometimes happen or a channel partner would walk into the office uh, because even that meetings were allowed in the office space to have and then if you had to like just wake up and go and you know we say okay aaj to today the school wants to meet a tech team or a product team or a sales team then you should be okay to meet that and that sort of uh, very mm-hmm. unsent we didn't note it down but it just like like set up a certain uh, space as well i think um, i think always also what we did i don't know we never spoke about it we I mean, this is a good thumb rule to have. If a customer walks into the office, are you do you have enough pride and respect to present yourself in front of him? And that set the tone definitely. I think one thing definitely, and we did consciously was that I think we were always formal. I think between Varun, me, you know, Janardhan and the senior leaders, we made it a point to keep at least. You know, and sometimes it would be boring, but we made it a point to dress professionally. I think at the back of the mind was like, if I'm going to turn up in shorts and floaters. you know then the bar is going to get set very low very early on there yeah. and obviously saturday i would i would turn up in, in shorts saturday sunday suit you should turn up in shorts or much more uh, casual attire i think it was there in the back of my mind that you know, let me keep the bar slightly higher you know in terms of you know professional respect at, uh, without it becoming and you know we never had a culture of you know coats and suits and all of that um part but at least to keep it professionally respectful if a customer walks into your office or if you need to um, uh go to a school and uh, so that part yeah that part was there i think on the contrary i think i would always dress down like to the office i think i because when i was in my previous uh, company uh, which was like again a corporate setup i would always wear like formal and like street clothes and uh, you know just like your hair is like tied up and you're up top like the whole corporate like like perfect latest so i'd always make sure that i'm dressing i'm just like okay wearing a salwar suit and coming off to the office or i was wearing a very casual so again like presentable to the school that thumbrel was good for me but also making sure that yeah it's okay to like 
just like you know come in in clothes that you would normally wear and i don't know how much it really helped um women who were around to also know that yeah it is so sometimes and sometimes i would also dress up completely like i would so it was very like choice driven yeah today i feel like i want to like go completely like like you know absolutely like perfect and i'm going sometimes i'd be like okay i want to go like normally clean and fresh and 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 like you know dressed up and and in in like clothes which are which you wear normally in your life like you don't have to like have a wardrobe for office um which are only going to wear for office so yeah that was at least my a uh, very conscious call of like sort of mixing it up and not trying to be absolutely formal which i did like in the previous like company actually now that i think about it, i think saraswati played a huge role in terms of you know other you know women team members who came up they would look at saraswati and saraswati would be protesting or look okay, i want to be like this this is uh, this is how i am i think that actually set the tone for a lot of you know team members okay that you know i can be myself you know as a professional i can be myself i don't have to be a certain way or i don't have to be too self conscious because i mean here is someone who has spent quite some substantial time and is still around on and and is being professional and and quite uh, sane at the same time and not just um, yeah i think that really set the tone sarswati so, so thanks for that yeah. i think yeah i mean from a space point of view right like all the space initiatives were never seen as hr initiatives they yeah. were always seen as leadership initiative because like hr initiatives are like written off mm-hmm. like so leadership needs to back like if like say, even if like i say women toilet right like as simple as that it, is it seen as like a hr admin requirement which was asked and approved whereas like leadership believes in making place comfortable and equitable and like approachable for all uh, folks i think i think basically us voicing it out probably made a big difference and that is actually when i would come some of the team members would actually get up you know from their seat you know sir and and i felt you know oh god okay i'm starting from here you know people are getting up and calling me sir so it took a, you know it took quite some time to kill that part you know don't get up you know and walk in one it makes me self conscious to obviously the whole power part Uh, is there? I, I, I wanted to break the power part. Just because the founder is walking, promoter is walking in, you know, you need to stand up every time of that. So that that actually were really worked out. You know that, and I think the early days of few folks did, but after that, pretty much I was glad I became almost invisible. That you know, when when we yeah, when we, even the the door thing, the whole door thing came to our notice. Like Naveen and I used to sit, and then because we were like having very heated discussion, you close the door a couple of times. and then basically people started closing and then next week people started knocking to enter and then yeah. somebody knocked and it was like oh my god like people have like knock like why do you have to knock right like it's such a yeah, and then you power. went and you just got the door you like remove like the door so door remove this door like i was the that's since then like i'm like very like i'm anti door matlab office mein door hone nahi chahiye why do you need door in an office and then navin became invisible enough that one day on a hot summer you were sitting in the office with a cooler on and the office boy came and he took the cooler away because he was like wahan pe char log baithe they need more cooler yeah, that was really like, okay. more people needed than this one person sitting here see so he was the founder the or promoter but more people needed and he just took it away there are like nice We we have hit a milestone cultural. Yeah, that that we did. I feel uh, the power we were able to break to a great extent, at yeah. least uh, for a good period of time. At least till the time where we were like involved in hiring and like induction and a lot of those things. Till that time, we were able to manage it. 
True. Little things matter for the next big thing. Yes. Physical spaces. Now we're virtual spaces. I don't know how people are figuring it out. But on that note, closing this episode. Thank you so much for joining on another discussion of Jugal.